Hi, Maggie here, and as a vocal coach, it is my privilege and honor to work with passionate singers just like yourself. If you love to sing, but maybe believe that you're not good enough yet, that you can't really learn to sing those high or low notes without hoarseness, or maybe you struggle with insecurities, well, then this podcast is for you. During our time here together, you'll get tips, tricks, and motivation to grow as a singer, develop your voice, and make your big singing dreams come true. So, ready to take your singing to the next level? Let's go! Hi and welcome to this new episode. Today's episode is going to be a jewel and I kid you not because the guest that we have on today is a very very dear friend of mine and I must say he's an awesome human being. (laughs) He's the sweetest, the most generous, the most authentic and the most creative person I've ever met and there's this there's this spark to him and to his personality that I can't wait to introduce to you. Um, So our guest today is Nick Demas, and he is a Tony Award-winning producer. Yes, you've heard that right. He won a Tony Award, and he's actually going to be talking about that in our episode today. And truly, it's not about the winning of the Tony Award, but it does has a little story behind it. And we're talking all about finding your purpose as a singer, what to do when you have no, um, how can I say this, inspiration when you are being in that creative flow. Um, Also, he's going to be covering his 4R model, um, giving you the tools that you need to bring in magic when singing and releasing any of those you know, fears, doubts, insecurities. So it's, um, it was an amazing conversation. It's going to be an amazing conversation full of little golden nuggets. There's that one point where I ask you in the episode uh, to go back for five minutes and re-listen to what he said, because what he shares is gold. So um, without any further ado, let's dive into it. Here is the interview with Nick Demas. Hi, Nick. So good to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? Maggie, I am, first of all, I'm really good. And I am incredibly honored that you have brought me onto your show and into your community. I know what it means to bring somebody to your people. And it is truly um, an honor. So thank you. I appreciate that so much that you're taking the time to have this conversation together. Before we dive into the topics that we want to cover today, let's talk about you. Like my people don't know you. I, I know you. We're good friends. Uh, but tell me, what, what do you do? What, what, what is your passion in life? What are you all about? Okay. I love that you just said, what is your passion? Because just yesterday, I created this reel, you know, as we do, the TikToks, yeah. the reels. And it was really about how rather than asking somebody, what do you do or what's your niche or, you know, as an artist, you often get, well, what are you working on? Right. That my least favorite question. Mm -hmm. And I love it when people say, what's your passion? It's such, such a better question to ask somebody, particularly artists, I think, particularly singers, particularly those that, you know, are using their voice in the world to say, what's your passion is so important. So thank you for that question, first and foremost. So my passion is really 
being a storyteller, first and foremost. For my entire life, I've been a storyteller of sorts. First as a, as a singer and a dancer and an actor, mm-hmm. then as a director and a producer of Broadway shows, and now really as a coach helping others share their stories in the world. Uh, I still am a documentary filmmaker, so I still share my stories as well. So I'm this very interesting combination of a human, of a storyteller, and somebody that helps others amplify their purpose in the world through storytelling. Mm, I love that. And I know that you you sing. That's why I wanted to get you on this podcast as well, because you're such an amazing, beautiful human being. I cannot describe it, but you're so creative in all kinds of way, like you say, dancing, acting, singing, and, and you understand. I feel like we singers are a special breed of people and you only understand what we're going through when you are a singer as well. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation. So, so thank you for that. And I want to dive deeper into that topic of storytelling because that is your, your thing. Tell me more about that. Like, what does it mean for you to tell a story in, in different creative ways? Because when we're singing, we're telling stories too. And I'm sure there's some singers out there that are so focused on the vocal techniques that they forget the storytelling aspect. So do you have any, like, how, how do you go about it? How do you stay into the story without being distracted by other things? Yeah, I think... It's really interesting because you say, you know, the technique is, is vital, right? You have to have your technique. That's so important. But eventually, a runner, for instance, when they run, they train, right? Yeah. And you run and you run and you run and you're doing the technique and you learn the techniques of running. But eventually, you have to drop the technique when the race comes and just run and go. Mm. And I think as singers, we often forget to let go of the technique. And I don't mean let it go in that not have it as with you, but you've got to learn and train and train the technique. But eventually you have to let go of the technique and tell the story. Mm. How do you let go? Yeah, that is so good. The release (laughs) part, right? Like, how do you let go? How do you let go of that technique? Ultimately, for me, I think it's about focusing on the message you want to share in the world, which comes back to that idea of purpose, that that in order to, you have to know what that is. Why are you singing this? It's so important. The why Mm -hmm. is so much greater than the technique ultimately, because there can be, we all know there are great, like really great technicians out there. And yet you may have two people with equal technique singing in front of you and you're really drawn to one. Why? Why are you drawn in? I ask that question to my singers too, that So let me ask you that question. If you're going to a concert and there's two singers singing, one of them is like on a technical basis, Mm -hmm. almost perfect. Mm -hmm. Like all the high notes are there, the low notes are there, all the notes in between. The other singer, singer B, they touch your soul somehow. Mm -hmm. They're showing up authentically. Yes, maybe there might've been some wrong notes in their performance, Mm -hmm. but they get you to remember something, they make you feel something, maybe they they even let you shed a tear. And then my question is, when you go home and you tell tell your friends about this concert, what singer will you be talking most of? Yeah, 
Of course, you're talking about B, right? You're sing- yeah. you're going to talk about the singer who expressed their soul, mm-hmm. who allowed you in, who showed vulnerability and authenticity. Those are the keys to the difference between A and B. Yeah. Even if they had equal technique. Yeah. Or even one, like you said, who has less technique. When you can allow a bit of yourself to be seen, that's what people are drawn into. Mm. That that realness of who you are, of you bringing you to the table, you bringing you to the song, you owning yourself through it and allowing us to see you. Okay, I love that. And I know my singers know that mm-hmm. conceptually. Yeah. What holds them back to get to that place oftentimes is a fear of judgments. Yeah. How do you handle that? Yeah. So this is what I call the sort of four R's. Uh, in, in school, we um, we learned reading, writing, arithmetic in, in America, right? That's what we were taught. Reading, writing, arithmetic. These were the important <laughs> things. But what they didn't teach us is how to access our soul, to access who we actually are as creative humans in the world. And you can call this manifest manifesting if you want. Manifest means to bring to light what already exists, to bring into existence what's already there. So I like to think of it this way. Everything that you need is already there. It's about you. It's already there. You already exist. It's all here. It's about you as a singer letting go of some stuff so you can shine fully. Mm-hmm. You don't need to add anything. In fact, you need to let go. So the first of the four R's is review, which is looking at those things that you call the fear. Why? Ask yourself, why? Why do I have this fear? What is it? First and foremost, what is this fear? Name it. Review the review those fears. Maybe it's, I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't feel like I am good enough. I don't think I'm talented enough. And then ask yourself, well, why? You got you to gotta look at that fear and really break it apart. That's the review phase. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's hard work. It is hard. I feel like that's also where a coach can come in and, and guide Correct. you. There's many blind spots there. This is why they need you. Yay! This is why your singers need you. <laughs> right? Or need me to point out, okay, Let's look at that. Let's look at let's look at that blind spot. Let's look at how it is that you're feeling this way and why you're feeling this way about yourself. What if it isn't what you think it is? What if the magical what if? What if it's this instead? So reviewing those and getting to know yourself is vital as a singer. Because that. if you don't know yourself, how can you express yourself fully? How can you express the the light parts, the beautiful and joyous parts, but also some of those darker parts? Mm -hmm. Because as one of the reasons that we get really drawn into singer B is that they're willing to express the parts themselves that aren't as pretty, Mm -hmm. that aren't as perfect. Where singer A might be really caught in that perfectionist moment. Singer B is going, you can see this. You can see a part of me that isn't so great because I reviewed it, because I've accepted it, because I've looked at it. Are you saying that in order to fully express yourself and show yourself as your authentic self and, and in your vulnerabilities, in the review phase, do you need to have not just the awareness about the the thing behind it, like the why, but also having dealt with it? 
Oh gosh, you're in, you're you're moving into the second R. I love oh, it. Sorry. Perfect segue. That's a perfect segue because <laughs> the second R is release. Okay. Which is letting go of those old stories. Because mm. what we're really talking about is internal stories, right? The stories that we tell ourselves. So the second R is releasing them, letting them go. And that is also tricky. We've got, we've got, we've got trickiness on the path, right? Each yeah. step is, is that, which is why you might need somebody to help you with that. And there are many tools and techniques that you can use to do that. I mean, you, many ways in which you can release. This is where things like meditation come in. This is where um, breathwork practices. And as a, um, for singers, breathwork is amazing because you already have such a um, beautiful instrument, right? The, the, the breath instrument, it's an instrument as well. The diaphragm, you've got, you've got a developed skill, yes. but it can also be used for internal work. So you can guide the energy because you already have such capacity with your, with your diaphragm. So it's yeah. a really powerful tool for singers, especially. Um, but there are many techniques and tools and whether it's talk therapy, there's many ways to use to release uh, these hit these stories. I wonder, because I, I do that for myself, singing in itself can be a way to release those stories, which is where we're getting kind of meta as well. It's totally meta and it yeah. really is. Singing is a great tool. In fact, for non-singers, you know, we, we I, I believe we can all sing in some form or fashion, yeah. you know, I mean, unless you're completely tone deaf, right? Yeah. You can sing in some fashion, form or fashion. And even then you can still sing for the joy of it, even if you are tone deaf. But For the non-singers, I often will say, go sing. Mm. Sing. Singing such a such a release for so many. Using those that that using your voice can be a release. Maybe it's writing. I I also prescribe for people, like I prescribe like I'm a doctor. I I I offer people the tool of of flow writing, just sitting and writing your thoughts and writing and writing. You know, my friend Julia Cameron calls it morning pages from her book, The Artist Way. But I think it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning. I say, just go start writing, writing free form thought. Just keep writing and keep writing and keep writing and keep writing it out. Because what we're trying to do is get it out of the body Mm. and out into the world so we can let it go. Because what happens is we store and we trap energy in our body. Mm. Yeah. And as a singer, we know that we don't want trapped energy in the body because what's trapped is blocking us from fully expressing ourselves vocally as well yeah correct i love the idea of flow flow writing is that Mm -hmm. i call it flow writing yeah flow writing i've got a similar exercise but with singing where you just sing whatever comes up (laughs) i love that so i love i everyone that's listening i really encourage you to go through the flow writing exercise because that can also in some way maybe even produce lyrics that you can use later on. You know, it's, it all has, now I'm assuming that the flow writing has to be with the purpose of letting go and not necessarily finding the perfect lyric. Correct. In fact, if you try to find the perfect, it actually defeats the purpose. So what I say is write, 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 or sing, 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 but, and then, and, and then put it away. Don't, don't even read it right away. Or don't listen to the recording if you recorded it, right? Then go back later. Maybe it's a month later, a week later. I don't, just some time, let some time pass. Go back and then you can go back and read it. And then you might circle something like, oh my God, that'd be an amazing lyric. 
right there. What I just did right there, that would be amazing. That's inspiration. That, and you'll be really shocked at what comes out of you when you when you let go, when you release. This is part yeah. of the releasing process because then that, that leads into part three, which is renew. And I also sometimes say rewrite okay. because we're renewing or rewriting the story, right? When you, when you have these old stories that you're then letting go, you need to create space to write the new story, to renew yourself, to, to, to rewrite, to create a new narrative mm-hmm. in the story. And go ahead. Well, I was going to say, how, how does that look like? Like, do you consciously choose your, your new story or do you get inspired by it? Like how, how did yeah. that look? Well, like? oftentimes, like, like we were saying, we went back and circled things, yeah. right? Those are stories of your soul. So yes, I consciously choose to write a new story. Mm. This is again, where a coach can come in. This is, we often call this the reframe, right? We're reframing beliefs or ideas or stories and make them anew. And as an artist, how cool is that, that you get to use parts of your past in your art as a singer? Mm. Like singer B, we were saying that she allows herself to be exposed. She allows herself the not so maybe great parts. Those are those old parts that we've healed. When you when able to heal them, when you're able to move through them, when you're able to use them in your art, that's when people are drawn into you. That's when they say, oh my gosh, I am so inspired by her. Yeah, that's beautiful. So we have review mm-hmm. where you're basically noticing what's present. Awareness. Awareness, mm-hmm. what's behind that, the why. Then we have release, mm-hmm. letting that go. Mm-hmm. And flow writing can help you with that or flow yes. singing, whatever you want to flow do. Flow singing. Yeah. And then we have rewrite or renew where you're choosing consciously this new story that you want to start to live into. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious to know the last one. Yeah. And so the last one is the hardest of all. Okay. And, and, and by hard and as coaches, we're like, you're not supposed to say something's hard. Well, guess what? That's life. <laughs> Not a, you know that, that's life actually, yeah. but the, the hard the, the hardest one for most, and I'm not saying it is hard. I'm saying for many people, this is the most difficult part of the process of the four steps, and that's receive. Yep. When we become this open channel or an open vessel where those stories are no longer blocking you, no longer blocking that energetically blocking the vocal cords when it is, when it's no longer that stuck energy, when you suddenly become this open channel, that's when you can receive. Mm -hmm. We think of singing as only outward, right? We think of it as we're, we're muscle creating with, with our vocal cords out into the world. But actually part of it is in the receiving, it's in the softening. We can all know that we can over muscle. I mean, I know that I had a tendency as a singer to like try to muscle it out, right? Yeah, muscle through. And it, yeah, muscle through. My, through. When I actually sat in and relaxed and received and allowed, that's when true transcendence as a vocalist happened. And that can only happen after you've done these other three steps so that you are that open vessel 
so that you are the clear channel because we all know that there's that special something that B has, right? You know, when you'll say, you'll, you'll see a singer and you're like, I don't know what it is about them. I don't know what it is, but there's something special about them. Yep. Is that they can allow that it's something, and you know, this may sound a bit woo or may sound a bit like, but there's this divine thing that, mm-hmm. that, that special sauce that we can't really, it's in, I, I'm like moving my fingers because it's intangible. It's like, we can't quite know what that magic is, but it's allowing the magic. That's the receive is allowing the magic to occur because we all know, yes, you got to have that technique. You got to have that foundation. You do this work of review, release, renew, but you've got to be able to receive the magic. Mm. I love the word magic that you used, receiving the magic. And I want to go back to the other word that you used earlier, the manifestation one. Mm. Would that be, because I know some singers that are listening to this episode are going to, oh, I'm going to manifest the magic. Like, is that something you can do? Is that something... Are you skipping steps if you're like straight away going to the magic? Like what's your take on that? Yeah. I think that if you go straight to magic, it's not going to happen because, because notice there was the the review release renew before the the magic occurred. Mm -hmm. You have to take action. I think what manifest has gotten a sort of a bad rap or a bad name, or is that it's like a magic carpet ride? Mm -hmm. No, you got to take the steps before the magic can actually happen. You got to take action. Manifestation is, we think of it as out there somewhere. Like this woo woo way out there somewhere in the universe and the ethers. But the reality is it's actually downward energy. It's not upward energy. It's downward energy. It's through action, aligned, repeated action that we manifest in the world. Hmm. Tell me more about that. Because I know there are some singers... Mm-hmm. who don't, and I'm quoting here with my fingers, believe in manifestation yeah. and are very like scientifically yeah. and very like down to earth. I, I don't know how to explain it, but when I, when I use terms like manifesting or the universe, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of like suspicious and they're like, mm, yeah. I don't know about that. So can you tell I, us more? As they should be. Mm-hmm. We should be suspicious of everything. That's my my take on it. That's the why. Why? Why? I like to be a two-year-old. I like to ask, well, why? Why is it like that? Why do you believe that? Right? Why, why, why? why, why? Uh, so yes, brava, ask questions. Uh, so it's science. It's actually quantum physics. Um, when you put something out into the universe... And universe, oh gosh, I'm even using the word universe right away. You put something out there, uh, even as a singer, yeah. you attract back, correct? Yep. Can we agree to that? that oh, I an, agree with, with all of okay. it. But. <laughs> there's an equal and opposite reaction. When you put something out, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. So what is it that you're putting out into the world? That's really the question to ask yourself. What is... I like to think of it often as a radio dial. And as singers, we're going to sing on the radio. Mm-hmm. What channel are you on? Are you on light FM? Are you on country? Or are you on heavy metal rock? What is it that you sing? What is it that the energy that you put out into the world? 
And that vibration is going to attract a certain person back to you or a certain energy back to you or a certain finance back to you. So what is it? Manifestation is what are you putting out into the world and you're going to receive it back. Hmm. I never thought of that that way. So I, I'm listening with my ears wide open. That, so what is it that when, when I said that to you and you were like, oh, that's interesting. What is it that made you go, hmm? Yeah, the receiving it back. Because I feel like when we're talking about this topic of manifestation, many people see it as I, I'm, I'm dreaming whatever I want, my big goal, and I'm, I'm getting into that gratitude and I'm putting mm -hmm. all positive energies out there. And it's putting it out there. It's not necessarily, and that's the last step of the four R's, the receiving that we're talking about so much. So I love bringing that up here. Yeah, because when we say manifest, we oftentimes, like I said, think of it out there, mm -hmm. but it's actually in as well. Because that law that we were saying of everything has an opposite and equal reaction. You receive, you manifest through receptivity. Mm -hmm. That's where I think people get confused. They think it's, oh, it's out here in woo woo land. You got to take actions. If you're not singing, if you're not in the radio, if you're not in the dial, yeah. then you're not going to get anything. No. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you for expanding on that. And that brings me to the next kind of question or topic after the manifesting, because you have to know what you want to attract or what you want to yeah. achieve. And so purpose is a word that I saw on your website as well, that I... I think we can talk for hours about that, but many singers that I work with, they start being super excited about singing and they're very motivated. They do their, their practices, they, they perform. And then there comes this point where the question comes up of like, why am I doing all of this? Like, what's mm. the point? What's the purpose? Mm. So what is your take on purpose and finding your purpose whenever it might be lost? Yeah, so uh, it's interesting because I actually don't think we find our purpose. Mm. I think we are our purpose. And so another way of looking at that in sort of um, Buddhist terms is the word dharma, mm -hmm. right? I know for me that I've had several purposes in my life. I first thought as a youngster, that it was, I was going to be a singer dancer. And I would, that's what I was going to do for my entire life. Professionally, that was all, that was my, my whole purpose was that. And I was very driven by that. So I was doing the Radio City Christmas Spectacular with the Rockettes as a backup dancer and singer. Nice. And so, yeah, there are, there are boys in the show, believe it or not, that back up the Rockettes at Christmas time. And in the show, the director staged it with what they, this Nutcracker ballet. So there's a, you know, remember the Nutcracker? There's a ballet of Nutcracker, but everyone's in bear costumes. I'm not joking here. It sounds okay. crazy, but the, the, the reality is this is just what it was. So I'm in a bear costume and I'm in a bear head. And in the, the, the production, the director had us jump from a trampoline onto the steel stage and do like a leap onto the steel stage. In a bear costume. Now you have to understand, 
at, and, and, and you're singing and dancing at the same time. Yeah. Now at Radio City, you have to understand that there's like, it's like a huge grid. There's a numbers across the, the stage because it's so many moving parts and pieces. It's huge. There's so many pieces. Mm-hmm. It's actually incredibly dangerous if you're not careful. And at the grid, I'm looking for my number. You have to find your number and stay on your number so you don't get hurt or run into anybody else. It's It's huge. Now, the bear head has fallen off over my eyes. I can't see. I'm looking down at the stage for my number and I'm so tang. And meanwhile, I'm singing about Christmas as I'm (laughs) across the stage and I can't see anything. And tears literally start falling down my cheeks in the bear head. Mm. I have sort of a nervous breakthrough while this is happening. Notice I didn't say breakdown, breakthrough. This is a breakthrough moment. I got off the stage. I remember taking off my bear head I remember looking at myself in the mirror and saying, this is not your life. Mm-hmm. This is not what you want to do. This is not what you're meant for. Suddenly my purpose changed. Oh no. What now? If that wasn't my purpose, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I made the decision that I was going to start directing and choreographing. I called every theater I'd ever worked at. And one of them said, oh my gosh, Nick, we just lost our choreographer. Why don't you come down to Florida in February? And I was like, Florida in February? Get me out of New York City where it's snow and into the heat? Of course, I'm there. (laughs) Amazing. And within a year, I'd automatically transitioned into directing and choreographing immediately. It happened like that. Wow, that's amazing. I was like, oh, maybe this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. Now I'm leaning into my purpose, right? But was that really my purpose? Was that my walk? Did I even know why? Mm. And I had this realization many years later. I'm at, again, back at Radio City Music Hall, full circle moment here, where I am nominated for a Tony Award as a producer of a musical. Mm-hmm. And Bernadette Peters, love Bernadette Peters, was there. And she had she was going to announce the the winner yeah and she opened the envelope and she said memphis which was the show that i produced wow and everyone stands up and they're hugging and they're screaming and they're like you know like so excited and i felt absolutely nothing in that moment wow i'm walking up onto the stage and i'm like this is how this is going to happen this is how this is going to happen this i thought this was my purpose my purpose mm-hmm. was to win this award my purpose was to be important in this industry my purpose was to share my truth i thought as i'm walking up onto the stage i'm in slow mo and this is what's going on in my head and real work began then to figure out what was my purpose cuz all this time i thought these were my purposes mhm and that's when i had to sit with myself And really dig into what was my purpose? Why did I do this? Why was I a storyteller? And I had the realization that I'm, by being who I am in the world, is my purpose. So as a singer, what I'm offering to you is the purpose isn't how well I can sing, even why I sing. The purpose is Are you you in this moment sharing yourself with the world? Say that again so that they hear that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you sharing yourself with the world? 
Your purpose is not how great of a singer you are, even why you sing. Your purpose is being you fully as a singer, expressing yourself to the world. Bam, mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, this is is unbelievable. And you are a storyteller. I was with you in the bear suit and and I saw the tears. So you're amazing. (laughs) And thank you so much for sharing that because I'm sure that this is, for me, listening to your story and going to to the, the purpose bit, that's something that I personally struggled with, figuring out like, why am I here on earth? What's my purpose? Yeah. And I've always thought it was inspiring and helping singers. But you added a layer to that, doing that in my own unique and authentic way, being me. Yeah. Yeah. Being you in whatever you do. Being you fully in whatever you do. I feel like that's a beautiful ending to our episode. Although I do want to keep talking, but we'll, we'll, we'll round it up here. Like this is so powerful. Um, and I really encourage everyone that's listening to even maybe scroll back for five minutes and re-listen to what Nick has just said, because it was very, very powerful. Um, Nick, do you have anything? Well, before I ask you that question, where can people find you or learn more about you or work with you if they would want that? Yeah, so um, my website, like, like you said, where the, where the purpose is is front and center is at thenickdemus.com. Uh, and I'm across all socials. At Instagram is pr- my primary, but I'm also on LinkedIn and TikTok and you name it, at thenickdemus. And you have a podcast too, right? I do. And you're a guest. So come, listen to the, come listen to that episode. Yes. It's called the, the Creative Soulpreneur. Beautiful. I'm sure they're going to love to listen to that as well. The Creative Soulpreneur. We will link all of that out in the show notes. Uh, before we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts or things that you absolutely want to share? Yeah, I would say if as a singer, you are in that moment of why, go back to those four R's and work through those steps, the steps of the four R, so you can be your purpose. And my final thought is, I want to say thank you so much for holding this space and for having me as a guest. Um, I, I said on my podcast that you're one of the sweetest humans I've ever known. And I truly mean that. And I really love what you're offering the world and the way in which you're being and you stepping into your purpose is truly the example for your community to step into theirs. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate that, Nick. Thank you. And thank you too for, I just want to take your words and throw them back at you (laughs) because just who you are as this wonderful human being and how you're so generous with everything that you share with us. I I really appreciate that. So thank you. I I feel like we should have a a sequel or something because there's many other topics that I wanted to go into, but we'll see that. We'll see that for later. But again, thank you so much for having been here. And um, yeah, looking forward to see you in person again. Maybe see you soon. We'll dance. (laughs) Sing. (laughs) I'm giving you a virtual high five. Wow, that was amazing. Was it just me or did that go by way too fast? 
Now, if you don't want to stop here and you want more singing tips, tricks, and exercises, head on over to www.singinginsiders.com. Also, if you liked and valued this episode, be sure to subscribe to this show, share it with your friends, and leave a review so that we can reach even more singers and spread the power of singing. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your enthusiasm and support. And I look forward to see you here again soon. Bye.